Hello and welcome to Find Your Center. I'm Kim Perrone, Certified Life Coach with the Center for Clarity, Compassion, and Contentment. I know that's a mouthful, so I call it Center for C. But the name is meaningful and these qualities of clarity, compassion, and contentment are what we all need more of. So I thank you for listening. Today I'm here with Tracy Solaric, an emotional intelligence coach. Hello Tracy, how are you today? Hi, Kim. I'm doing well. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. And I'm so excited for you to share about emotional intelligence. But really, to to begin, tell us a little bit about your background and how you became a coach. Sure. So I have uh, 25 years in marketing expertise in many different industries And I was sitting in a meeting once and I said, why aren't I up there doing training? And it was at that point that I decided to start my own business and to be certified as an emotional intelligence coach. So I went down that journey and then I thought, boy, what else can I do to really enhance my skills? And I'm a certified Dale Carnegie trainer. And just recently I became... um, an associate certified coach by the ICF or the International Coach Federation, which is the gold standard of coaching. So I met somebody back in 2012 uh, in Cape Cod. He became my coach. And I realized at that time that is something that I wanted to be is to serve and inspire others to be their best. So decided to embark on my own journey to start my business and to be a coach. Well, I'm so happy you did and interested too in what, so how would you define emotional intelligence and why is it so important in business? Yes. And life. And life, right? So you can use emotional intelligence is all about just understanding your own emotions, really tuning into your own emotions. And when you are in tune, then you become more self-aware and when we're more self-aware, then our listening skills increase, communication increases, how we interact in the workplace and at home. It just all explodes. And the whole foundation is that people are in tune with their emotions and they become more self-aware. Mm, self-awareness is huge. Every, mm. you know, in kind of every corner of coaching that I do in business and with individuals inside business is overall, the more self-aware we are, the better we can interact with life. And a lot of problems happen when we're not self-aware. We, 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 we don't realize the impact or we don't know what emotions we have ourselves. And, and so I've often thought of it as, you know, really understanding how you feel is your own emotional intelligence. And then also kind of being able to somewhat feel how others might feel is, you know, kind of knowing their emotions, not to the extent where you're in their head, but to, Mm -hmm. to, to, to have that kind of empathy and, and that understanding. So the, the greater the self-awareness, interesting that you say that the listening skills go up when people are more self-aware than they're potentially more present with others, would you say? Absolutely. So when you think about your own self-awareness, you first need to understand your own emotions. And then, well, how am I expressing my emotions? How am I acting and reacting or responding to different interpersonal relationships? And then that impacts your decision making. And ultimately, we want to 
decrease stress. So think about my philosophy and how it really embodies emotional intelligence. And that's when employees feel seen and heard and valued, they are more likely to contribute to an organization. And that's really the foundation of emotional intelligence as well, that we want to make sure that, yeah, we're seeing and we're, we're hearing our employees, that it really all goes back to communication and, and that listening. And when it comes to communication, there's always more communication needed than people when they think they're communicating a lot. We can always know that we probably still need to communicate more, right? Absolutely. The other thing that comes um, from emotional intelligence is the overall increase in productivity. And because people feel good about themselves, they want to contribute more to the organization. So to the point of being seen and heard and valued, I talk about that a great deal too, like the, the impact. I mean, in, in some respects, that's what coaches do. And that's part of the effectiveness of coaching. And so for other people, anyone to have that kind of a skill of the active listening to someone, letting them you know, be seen and heard and valued, right? Even if you don't understand what they're trying to contribute or one of the things that always occurs to me, and I, I want to bounce this off you since we're talking today too, is business life goes fast. In fact, our whole world does, right? So, you know, one might say, well, the business environment's really fast. Well, mm -hmm. you know, even as I'm saying that, I'm realizing that mm -hmm. home life is just as fast. Uh, I remember my husband, he used to go, he used to have this hand motion, like wrap it up, Kim, like talk faster. You can imagine me, like I, you, you all see me, but the listeners don't, but like, yeah, hurry it up, motion with the hand. And one day I, <laughs> one day I was like, please stop doing that. And I realized that it was making me feel badly. And then he was like, oh, you know, he, he was just, you know, he was on his way out the door. I was probably catching him at the wrong time. I was probably using too many words. I am sure all of those things, but it had some effect on me, right? It had this effect. It was telling me something his words were not telling me. And and so that's how I know, like feeling seen and heard and valued, like someone mm. giving me the attention, I'm trying to say something like, I feel that very intensely myself as a, an individual. And so it, businesses are going fast, life's going fast. Do you see that when you talk to people in business, it's like, yeah, efficiency, we've communicated enough or and any of that? Absolutely. Think about, like you said, you know, businesses go so quickly and even our non-verbals are so important. If you're on any type of Zoom meeting or if it's Microsoft Teams, that even that head nod, like I'm recognizing you, or, you know, if you're taking a note during a meeting or, you know, those conversations that happen before or after meeting, those are all different ways that we can help people just feel validated, that eye contact, your body posture. And I think the more we have that, it just shows that we're self-aware and that we're really valuing people. Yeah. And I bet that's more, that's intuitive or more intuitive to some 
personality types, some individuals just naturally and maybe Mm -hmm. lower for some naturally. And again, part of the self-awareness is maybe being open to if I might have lower emotional intelligence in it and that's okay. Mm -hmm. It might be my makeup, but you know, am I willing to learn? So do you find yourself teaching that or explaining that? I, I find myself, yes, definitely explaining that. And also really focusing on how important empathy is, especially post COVID that, you know, I am certified by multi-health systems and they've been around for over 30 years and studies just show like we need to be empathetic, you know, to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and to really sit and listen. And again, having those non-verbals. So I, I see it across the board and knowing, especially that we need to show people that we care. And I think that's one of the positives that came out of COVID. Like we care about people more. How are you feeling? And we really sincerely need it. Right. To not be afraid to show that you Mm -hmm. care. It's not a slippery Mm -hmm. slope to somewhere bad, right? It's, it's, it's actually a slow slope to somewhere good, meaning that connection, Mm -hmm. that rapport building, to assess someone's emotional intelligence in sort of that business professional coaching way, what are mm-hmm. the steps that you take to do to begin that process? So I, again, mentioned that I am certified by multi-health systems. My clients take about a 20-minute online assessment. And from there, they have an output or EQ report, which EQ is the measurement of emotional intelligence. And there's 15 different sections and from there, the longer the bar, the more they're utilizing that skill set. And it's a really nice color-coded report, and it dives into everything from optimism, flexibility, empathy, assertiveness, emotional expression. And that is what we use to jumpstart all of our conversations with coaching. And you know, Kim, that coaching is all about a partnership, most certainly, right? So you've got that person who took the assessment and now you're Mm -hmm. a partner with them to help them understand their own report, their assessment, and understand where they might make a change or where they can grow in those areas. Yes. I mean, with every session, uh, usually clients come forward with a goal. And if they don't have a goal in their coaching session or for their session, through our conversation, I assist clients in coming up with that goal. And then at the end of our time together, you know, we would like to review, well, what did you learn about yourself today? And how committed are you to your next steps? So always wanting to add that accountability as well. Mm-hmm. But as you mentioned, it starts with that assessment. Then they get, it's a 32-page report. And so I make it a point to sit down with every single client, go through that report, give them two weeks or so to digest it, They come back to their first coaching session with some ahas. It could be things that they're curious about, or it could be something that's like, I don't really agree with that. And those are also really good conversations because I can go back into the assessment and say, well, here's how you answered the question. If I were to ask you those questions today, would you have a different answer? And those are always some great conversations as well, because you never really know where that's going to go. Yeah, I bet that's very organically interesting for Mm -hmm. people, because you're able to give them the space to explore their understanding 
of the words that are in that assessment and the, in the, the, mm-hmm. the measures. But then also, I bet you come across some really good examples or you have good examples to share with someone of what would demonstrate maybe maybe you even ask them like if there's been a conflict it may, maybe mm-hmm. we can pick a, pick apart conflicts that we've had in life or miscommunication that we've had in life mm-hmm. and kind of say what happened and i bet emotional intelligence in the moment even not even overall might have been a play Abs- yes you're you're right on with that and i also think about when i'm coaching asking those powerful questions and trying to get to the bottom of it. So is this, so tell me an example when you noticed a strength in yourself and boy, human nature is all, will always go to, oh no, but it was this weakness. I was like, well, let's talk about the strength. And so I always try to encourage clients to talk about the positive aspects of themselves. And then how do you bring that positivity into other aspects of your life? Oh, positive aspects. That's, that's great. Mm. It's interesting to know, but then of course I, I should have known, right? With the brain's negativity bias and our own, (laughs) you know, our own inner critic that Mm -hmm. as humans, you see more often than not, someone will go to the weakness rather than a strength. Absolutely. Yes. So you you help them steer them into how does your strength demonstrate high emotional higher emotional intelligence? Well, yes. And if you have a strength in one area, let's say you're really high in empathy. Well, how do you use those strengths and other areas in your emotional intelligence report that maybe you want to elevate? So it's all interrelated. Well, I I think there's definitely a a, a time when this is just so important. I think you mentioned post COVID too, and Mm. probably a lot of tension, the more tension someone's under, I, I know that compassion sinks, um, when stress increases. So there's studies that show that. So as we might be overly stressed, we might be dropping some of these soft skills that are actually hard skills. Like they were formerly called soft <laughs> skills, right? That is outdated now because we know that they're, they can be very difficult skills, but very important skills. I think all of those skills are important. And when you, when you look at the workplace and the hybrid environments that we have now, and it's always so surprising to me that organizations don't have an on-camera protocol Because how do you have any type of collaboration and communication when you can't even see somebody on the screen? You know, just maybe is their name or, you know, the the picture of their dog. You have no idea if they're paying attention or more importantly, how are they reacting to what you're saying? Are they nodding? Are they completely distracted? So all of that's part of emotional intelligence because we're showing people that, yeah, we care. We're empathetic. We're in tune with you, or maybe you politely disagree, and that's okay too. Right. It's not just about being agreeable. It's about connecting mm-hmm. and feeling that connection with a, with a team member. I think I think it is interesting to note an example like that of when the screen is 
is off and mm-hmm. in, in video calls and video conferences nowadays, because I think it may just be an extension of the former conference call thing or that we've gotten very comfortable or, or we're, we're actually, you know, people, this is kind of an emotional intelligence skill too. Like, think about the reason why you want your camera off. You know, is it that you don't like mm. seeing yourself? It's interesting mm-hmm. when you're sitting around a conference room table together, you don't see yourself, but there's, you know, but you see yourself when we're doing video conferencing. So I wonder if that that plays a role, but it might be under people's radar. It might be under our own radar that we're uncomfortable with that. Yeah, I agree with you on that, that it is, we don't want to be uncomfortable. Like remember back in the day, we had those bat phones, <laughs> yes. like it looked like, and it would sit in the center of the table. Oh, and then, <laughs> you know, you might be talking to a vendor, or maybe you're talking to a team on, you know, in a different location. And I was always surprised the amount of times someone would hit mute. And then we would have like this internal conversation. And then the other party would say, hey, are you there? what kind of emotional intelligence are we showing when we're not even having the common courtesy to have a to say, general conversation, like have one conversation? Right. Well, one conversation, that's another good example, very ordinary uh, example that something that seems small, that's actually quite big is mm-hmm. now you're in a group setting and say you're all together and there's a sidebar conversation right it's like how does how does that make the person speaking feel and who is aware of that and who isn't aware of that and or tone of voice tone of vo- those all, mm-hmm. all, a lot of the nonverbal things so that that matters that plays into our communication and our communication to connecting and overall the goal is you are more effective if you connect with each other. I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. saying that, but really you are more uh, the expert on this topic. But would you say that, yeah, this is the overarching goal of emotional intelligence training and coaching is to help people connect to be more productive? Yes. I mean, to be connected with themselves and then, of course, to connect with other people. During the coaching sessions, I find it really important to create a strategic action plan. So I use the SMART methodology. So it's specific, it's measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So when somebody has a goal, like they would come to me with like, this is something I really want to work on. During the sessions, we'll have we'll set those SMART goals. And then well, what are we what are you doing to the client to achieve those goals? So great sense of structure for that, that Mm -hmm. uh, individual client. And for the organizational group that might have you doing this with a number of their team members. Um, So what would you say uh, is distinctive in your coaching practice? Some some of the the things that differentiate you as a coach to work with? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. I'd say that number one is that I'm certified in emotional intelligence, that everyone takes a, an assessment and that just gives the foundation. And I like that people have that benchmark. What's really neat is when people do the assessment and then let's say they're working with me for six months or a year or two years, and then they go back and they take another assessment 
and we look at how things have changed. Nice. So let's say somebody's working on problem solving. That was one of the things that they found that they wanted to work on. And then during the time when they're setting those smart goals and making themselves really accountable, then you see that uh, asset just really increase over time. I think it's really important to set goals, isn't it? There's some saying that says, if you don't write it down, then it's just a wish. It's not a goal. Yes. Like you have to write down your goals or something like that. And what gets measured gets done too. Just ah, that, generically, yeah, that mm -hmm. it, that's nice to have an assessment and then be able to go mm -hmm. back and do it again. To go back to and it. then, you know, see yourself, the growth that you've had. And, and I know that many employees everywhere are grateful when they are provided training like this. It enriches their life, not just at work, but at home as well. Remember back in the day when you would go to a conference, let's say you know we're in the Albany area, that we take a train to New York City and it would be a couple thousand dollars and you'd hope to get one or two nuggets and you'd come back and apply that. And then it was over. Yeah. So with coaching, what I love about it is it's, you know, you have that benchmark and then each week or each time we meet, because not everyone meets weekly, we're, we're, you have these stepping stones to continue to meet our goal. And people are just jazzed about like, wow, I, I really see a difference in myself. Like I'm humbled by the folks that come and give me a testimonial. And they're like, this really changed my life, that I didn't have the confidence that I did um, until I took that assessment and until I applied what we've talked about in coaching, and now I've received a promotion and I'm a spokesperson for my company, like that's humbling and they thank me for it. But the secret is they're the ones that are doing the work. Uh, and the, the training and the coaching is such a nice framework mm -hmm. to make it understandable for them to grow their skills. So yeah. do you work with... Um, to groups or speaking engagements for larger audiences? I do. Yes. So I have, I like to start out with a workshop. So one of my clients is the Albany Catholic Diocese. There was a grant that Siena College put together, and I was fortunate to be part of that program for the last two years. And we started with a workshop. And we talk about what in the heck is emotional intelligence. And it's interactive with video and group exercises and individual reflections. So we start with that. So we're all on the same page. What is emotional intelligence? And then everyone individually and confidentially take their online assessment. And then we have coaching sessions so people can understand what that report is saying to them personally and professionally. So the workshops are something that have really gone off very well. Clients are very satisfied. And I'm also a keynote speaker. So I've been asked to talk on emotional intelligence. And I always ask my client, what else do you want me to bring in? Because it could be the foundation is emotional intelligence, but should we be talking about how to diffuse conflict or increasing communication? Or we've already talked about, you know, active listening this afternoon, but retention. I did a, a talk recently on retention and people were you know, taking photographs of slides and talking afterward, they didn't even realize, wow, if leadership has high emotional intelligence and they're listening to their teams and their colleagues, you're going to increase productivity. And again, we go back to that 
their employees feel valued. And will want to stay connected. Want to stay. Sure. Very hard to leave a place that you feel connected to each other Mm -hmm. and to the mission and in all around you feel valued and seen and heard. So mm-hmm. that is just so wonderful. How can people reach you, Tracy? How can they, well, they can, find your yeah. information? How can they find me? Um, my name is Tracy Solaric, so you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I also have my website, which is optimumpotential.com, and it's optimum with a Y. So O-P-T-Y-M-U-M potential.com. I would say those are the two best ways. Of course, I have email and phone. So um, if you go to the website, all of those items are listed there and contact information on LinkedIn. Well, and we will also put that in the show notes. And you know, you and I have talked before and I could just tell right away once we started talking, we could talk forever on on these issues. (laughs) I'm a big fan of everyone knowing what emotional intelligence is for their personal life, for their business life. And as human beings, connectivity is so key to success, to key, it's key to well-being. It's, mm-hmm. it's key to productivity. And so the work that you do is so important. Thank you. And Kim, I've certainly learned a lot from you. I remember when we shortly after we met, you said, I want to take one of your assessments. So we met and you received your report. We had a great conversation. So I I really believe everyone can learn about themselves. That's what it's, that's what emotional intelligence is. I want to learn about myself so I can be the best version of myself. Oh, that's such a beautiful point. And I was so appreciative that to that. I loved taking that assessment. It's really interesting how accurately certain questions can reflect you back to Mm -hmm. you. And you always go, how how do they know me so well? And then, but then also (laughs) to be open to looking at the measures and saying, where, where can I grow? Where, you know, Mm -hmm. what does this mean? And having a coach like you describe what those measures are. And if it's not clear, you know, some might be more clear than others. So just uh, totally enjoy working with you and uh, enjoy talking to you today. Thank you so much. We'll have to do a part two uh, because it's such an important topic. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity and for having me on your podcast and congrats on the success of your podcast. I look forward to listening to more episodes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, we hope you are feeling a bit more centered and and having uh, learned a little bit about emotional intelligence here. There's so much more to learn. Uh, New episodes of Find Your Center drop every other week on Tuesday. Feel free to reach out to me at kpadone at center4c.com anytime with comments, questions, or topic ideas. And that's all for today. I'm Kim Perone, helping you to find your center. Each time you do, you build a better world. My heart is full. Thank you for listening. I look forward to connecting with you again. Until next time, I wish you clarity, compassion, and contentment.